Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys, Friday, December the 29th, uh, sponsored, of course, by Boston Hemp, Inc. Ian Cameron with you and joining us once again because his debut was just a, he had a home run in his debut uh, and we brought him back and he'll be on with us a lot uh, in the new year as well. Uh, Matt Robinson is back joining me here uh, on this Friday edition of the show. Matt, it's good to be with you and uh, I got to give you props. Uh, you were prepared last time you were on. Your analysis was great. Uh, you could tell that uh, you put in. You, you were ready for your PTO. You've got a contract. You're going to become more of a regular contributor here on this show. And not only that, you've, you're, I'm sure you're ready to go with great insight and analysis again. You've brought to us here one of the best background views we've ever had from a guest <laughs> on this show right now behind you. That's spectacular, man. Yeah, no, glad to be back. Uh, appreciate you having me on again. Looking forward to... Uh, you know, jumping in more regularly starting in the new year. Um, but yeah, I'm up at my parents' place. I uh, was up here with the family through the holidays, headed back to my uh, my apartment uh, here after the show. Um, but yeah, I always get some good laughs at this background, whether it's work calls, Zoom calls, you know, things like that. So but yeah, excited to be here. Now, uh, just based on the background, that place that where your folks uh, have, it, have this spot, it screams tranquility and peace and just, you know, just relax and just have some good old more quiet time, get away from the uh, the hustle and bustle and the noise of a bigger city environment. I'm sure you love it when you get to go out there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, it, and there's it, they're on a golf course, so in the summertime, obviously great golf, and then Honestly, this is the least snow that's ever been up here. Uh, last year, there was probably 10 or 15 feet of snow outside. Um, so it was a little different Christmas. I think it was, you know, in the 40s here uh, in California. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's always a good time getting out of, you know, traffic. There's not really traffic here. You know, everything's a little more slow paced for sure. Yeah, if it was like 10 degrees colder, we'd have like three feet of snow on the ground by now uh, because we've been, been getting hit with a lot of precipitation, but it's not been fucking cold enough for snow for it to stay on the ground. It's been rain uh, for the yeah. better part of the last uh, several days, but uh, at least a little sunshine now. But it's, I'll, I say to everyone complaining about the fact it wasn't a white Christmas this year, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You want to be shoveling this shit? No, <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah. So uh, you can, can stay away for as long as it wants to. Uh, as far as the snow is concerned, uh, I do not want it any anytime soon. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy with rain. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> it didn't rain on our parade last night, Matt, in the Montreal Carolina game. Uh, and we'll recap last night briefly. But instead of me, let's throw it to you. Uh, the recap of Thursday night. How did it go with NHL betting for you? Yeah, as you mentioned, it kind of started out hot. Um, I was on the show a little bit last night or yesterday in the chat. You know, was on Montreal team total over that almost hit in the first period, you know, 2 2 in, an, in a game that you have the over and the first period over, always a great start. So um, it was good to see that play out exactly how you thought. Um, you know, two, don't want to say weak, but maybe not as consistent goalies um, always helps. Uh, got, got a little lucky in the late game with Edmonton, um, their team total over, their first period over. But yeah, I had, I had LA, I jumped on Alex's LA. 
Um, so that was obviously a miss. You know, Vegas played well. Um, and then in that other game, which I'm drawing a blank now, um, what was the other the other 7 o'clock game? Um, it was Montreal, Carolina, Philly, Vancouver, which was a great job Philly, by Vancouver. the Flyers last night. Great win yeah. for them. So yeah. I was on uh, I was on Vancouver three-way. I figured, you know, Philly coming off the break, having to fly across the country, you know, maybe it would uh, give Vancouver a quick jump. But Philly came out hard and, you know, kind of took over. Um, I know Vancouver tried to bounce back, but then Philly scored right after they got their first one. So uh, Philly kind of cruised into that win. But no over there. So um, I wasn't on it, thankfully. But, uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, the, I had the I only had the draw in the Canucks game, but you're right. It was great to see the Oiler team totals cash in. L.A. Uh, Vegas was the game that hurt a little bit. We had L.A. and we had a piece of the over there. But credit to Vegas. I think after that five-two loss to Anaheim, they buckled down a li- little bit on defense, and you could tell Logan Thompson. I was surprised they started him on back-to-back nights, but they did, and he played a lot better. And they need him to play well right now. We know he's a capable goalie. He's had some struggles lately, but. They got to get him back in form. And I think they've noticed that. Like, let's give him this start. He's got to be our guy now, with all due respect to Yuri Patera. You know, if we're going to start to win games and get it back out of this funk, we got to get Logan Thompson going. And that was certainly a better start from him. And credit to Vegas. They dug deep against a really good LA team. That's only LA's third road loss of the season and only their second regulation road loss as well. So good performance there. The best bet for me was a. Easy winner with Montreal, Carolina over six and a half. That was a good game for me as well. You mentioned some of the props that it Montreal, a feisty effort, but Carolina survives and they find a way to get that five, three victory. I still say though, that Carolina overs right now, especially if they're going to have Ronta in that because Ronta's not going to pitch a clean sheet. He's not capable of that right now. He's just, uh, he's been fighting it with his confidence. To be honest with you, the team defensively hasn't been nearly as sturdy Carolina in recent games, but it's more so Ronta's play has been underwhelming. So whenever he's in that, I'm interested in overs. And Carolina's all of a sudden, look, they are a good offensive team when they get Ajo and Svechnikov going. And what huge nights both of them had. I think it was a three, four point night last night for Ajo. Uh, He was just absolutely outstanding. Svechnikov again makes an impact. Look at the difference it makes in Carolina and what a better team they are, especially at the offensive end when both Ajo and Svechnikov are going, Matt. You saw it clear as day against Nashville coming out of the break. Both of them had a great game. And again, last night against Montreal, they go as those two guys go. They've got to be big, and when they're not, you see the noticeable difference, and that's when they're they're losing games when Ajo and Svechnikov are invisible men out there. Yeah, and not to mention Stefan Nason point over, over half. Yeah. Cashed in once again. Dallas native always gotta gotta throw him on when he's on the card. He's a good player, uh, and, you know, and he yeah, knows his as, role. He knows what he's yeah. got to do to be effective. Yeah, and again, he's getting the opportunity to play some power play um, in top six minutes, which he can be thrown on the third line and still get some PP time in front of the net. So um, always, you know, when the odds are there, um, always a good pick. Yeah, he he, he, uh, he didn't play with him, right? You just mentioned him because he's a Dallas native. Yeah. No, so he's a year younger than me, but he, oh, he his AAA team always played up in our division um, oh, growing okay. up, and he's from the same suburb as me. So uh, actually, when I played club at the University of Arkansas, our player assistant coach um, was Stefan Nason's best friend. Like they were best mans in each other's wedding. So he would always come do training camp with us because we'd do it, you know, late August. So it'd be a nice ice time for him before he went to you know real training camp. So. Um, Good buddies of his had had beers with him at the bars a couple times. So 
um i wouldn't say we're best friends or anything but definitely uh definitely good buddies so there you go good friends there you go that's, that's so you yeah. did know them that's that's pretty cool uh another reason to root for him and alex and i even before we uh, came in contact with you matt like we've been We've been pumping the tires of Stefan Nason for a very long time here and talking about, you know, underrated player he is, how he seemed when he seems to get a greater opportunity in the lineup, he makes the most of it. Um, so it's definitely been um, uh, noticeable. And he, like I say, he knows his role. He's been good. He gets to the front of the net, tries to create screens and traffic for the goaltender, knows to go to the get to that area to score goals. Uh, that's what you want to see uh, out of a guy like Stefan Nason. So he knows his role and he's done a good job with it, thriving in it. Right now for the Carolina Hurricanes and always undervalued, as you know, in the player prop market, Matt, there's no doubt uh, he has been uh, getting great value, whether it's goal prop, assist prop, point prop. Uh, there's been great value to back uh, uh, Stefan Nason. And yeah, I didn't say it off the top, but I always want to throw out that this is a uh, former college and uh, semi-pro hockey player, Matt Robinson. So we do like to think because of that hockey background that he knows what he's talking about. Right, Matt? That's what we'll tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly works for me and alex look who's in the chat here uh yeah, alex saw that. Smith, uh, <laughs> good to see you my friend he's back in chicago he'll be back on this show on sunday uh, on the new year's eve edition which we are starting an hour earlier 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific uh, on sunday morning so uh, make sure you join us for that we want to get all the games talked about plus the winter classic and all before the nfl starts so that's why we're starting the uh, Sunday show an hour earlier, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Alex's mom uh, as well. Uh, so there we go. Um, she made the bet, apparently, for Alex B. Smith's bargain bin special of the night. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mama Smith. I love it. We'll see what she's uncovered here uh, as far as uh, any time goal prop here for Alex's bargain bin. But happy birthday to Alex's mom. And of course, he'll be, he's in Chicago back home with her and the fam right now. And he'll be back on uh, Sunday on New Year's Eve. All right, let's get into the Friday card. We will begin, and it's a big one again, nine games. Uh, it's a very big, I think it's nine games in the NHL each of the next three days. Yeah, identical nine-game uh, NHL slates today tomorrow and on new year's eve on sunday so pretty sizable uh betting cards uh, in the nhl for the next three days the last three days of 2023 so we'll begin with toronto and columbus we've got the leafs minus 200 road favorites seven being the uh, total in this game not at all shocked to see a total of seven uh, here in this game uh with the uh, leafs and the jackets especially when you see Ilya samsonov confirmed in net and i don't know part of me is the Leafs are probably going to really want to dig in defensively, play their butts off in their own zone for this guy because they know he's been battling struggles. They know he's been battling, you know, confidence and mental, you know, anguish, if you will, because uh, he has had some mental health, you know, issues in the past. And obviously when you're struggling like he is, those are going to come back here. But at the same point in time, it, Ilya Samsonov's not helping himself. You know, there's been games when, you know, it's not really a product of defensive breakdowns where the puck goes in. He's just got to make the save, and he's not. You know, some of those goals against Buffalo the last time we saw Ilya Samsonov were dreadful, just dreadful goals that had no business going in. Uh, obviously, you hope for his sake and his own confidence and well-being, he's able to get it back and, and find his form again. But until that happens, I'm a little bit leery of, you know, obviously Toronto and or unders. Uh, involving the uh, Leafs right now. We'll see how he fares here. Elvis Merzlikens in net for Columbus. What a horrible loss that was for them against New Jersey. Not because they played badly. They played a solid road game, well enough to win. 
but it's that they're up 3-2, Matt, and they give up the kind of goal that bad, wretched hockey teams give up in a spot like that. Like, you're trying to close out this game. There's less than two minutes to go. Secure the damn point on the road and get the shit to overtime at the very least. And instead you're letting Luke Hughes just do a traipse through the neutral zone, not a single body or stick in the lane or in his way to impede him. He does a coast to coast job from his, from New Jersey's own zone to the defensive zone and rips it past Merzlikens about just shoddy defending as you could ask for from the jackets ties the game. And of course the rest is history. Uh, uh, Timo Meyer gets the overtime winner uh, for New Jersey in overtime. So just an awful way to lose for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. They've now lost three in a row as well with that first, uh, with that tough loss against New Jersey out of the break. You know, Toronto's come back down to earth a little bit. They've lost three of their last four as well. They had the 2 nothing lead against Ottawa. And then I think they, uh, typical Toronto, right? Uh, it's going to be an easy night. We got those two quick goals and then they got outplayed in the last 40 minutes by Ottawa. And the Senators come back to beat them 4-2 to two, uh, in that game. So you have two teams that are off frustrating losses. I'd expect both of them to show up. Now, this is the third meeting in three weeks with these teams. Uh, Columbus right, raced out to that 5 nothing lead in Toronto a couple weeks ago. We remember that. Toronto comes all the way back with that crazy third period to tie it. One of the miracle draw bets I will ever cash, that Leaf Blue Jacket game uh, in that one. Although the Colorado-Arizona game, the other night rivals that. I mean, I thought that draw was dead too, and somehow comes all the way back and cashes there. Uh, and of course, Columbus, all that effort by Toronto to come back in that game at home against Columbus, 5 nothing down, tie at 5-5, still only to lose in overtime. Typical Leafs to do that. Tease everybody, and then they still lose in overtime. But then Toronto faced them in Columbus last Saturday, and they played a pretty good game overall, 4-1, to one, uh, and Martin Jones was in net. Obviously, Samsonov tonight. I like first period, both teams to score. Uh, here in this game. That's the clear choice for me when I look at this matchup. You got Columbus off a frustrating loss to New Jersey, Toronto off that 4-2 setback against Ottawa. So I'd expect both teams to really be wanting to get off to a good start early in the first 20 minutes in this game. So that's a good look to me as the first period. Both teams to score at plus 142 uh, right now at FanDuel with that bet. I'm going to probably look for a live over. I'm not going to bet the over at seven at pregame. We'll look for something better in-game, at least six and a half or better as far as the total goes. And I'm also going to get back to the well with a draw involving the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs here because I expect this to be a close game. Toronto's going to be looking to bounce back. Columbus will as well. And I think even though the Leafs are the better team, with uh, Samsonov and his struggles in net, Matt, I don't know if they're going to have it in them to pull away and run away and hide from this Columbus team here uh, in this game. I think it's going to be a pretty close, pretty competitive game uh, start to finish. So I'll take a shot with the draw, especially since we saw one of the two meetings this year go to uh, overtime. We know the Leafs have been one of the league leaders in overtime games this year. And Columbus, they've gone to overtime, Matt, in three of the last six games uh, entering this matchup. So the draw here, uh, I'm going to take a shot with that in this game as well. And at FanDuel, you can find that here at uh, plus 420. I knew the price was good. Yeah, plus 420. Uh, with the draw uh, in this game. I think it's well worth a look. Uh, Matt, what do you like here? Leafs jackets. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you on the both teams score early. I think both are coming off frustrating losses, as you mentioned. Um, they'll be coming out hot. And again, sort of like the Carolina game, I don't think either goaltender, you know, has been outstanding all year. Um, I know Columbus gives up a ton of shots. Uh, one of the props I love here is Matthews to score twice is plus 400. Um, you know, when he scores one, he scores two. It seems like more often than not, 
Um, and also, I think Nyes, I think, is plus 220 uh, anytime goal scorer. Um, so I like that as well. I'm, I tend to agree with you on living the over, um, given that it's seven. Um, but I also, you know, this could be a 3-3 draw game, even a 4-4 draw game. So I may dabble with it pregame um, or definitely if there's no goals the first couple minutes of the game, jump on that as well. Right, good stuff. I want to throw out this question that someone has in the chat for Matt from Nolan Hart. Did you ever know a Jazz Hayden in Plano, Texas? I did. My little brother actually played for him. Uh, maybe like Squirt or Pee Wee. He was a Dallas hockey coach, so I uh, definitely know the name and, and know him pretty well. All right, there you go. Great, great <laughs> question. And there you go. See, you, yeah. you had an inkling that there was a connection there with uh, uh, you and that person. So there you go. Great stuff. And yeah, I noticed you, Matt's younger brother uh, found me on uh, social media. So we've got the whole Robinson clan now part of the Ice Guys family. Apparently, all the brothers are involved. At least uh, your youngest brother Ryan is, who's at Arizona State, right? He's still playing there. Yeah, yeah, he plays hockey down at Arizona State. So. Does he run into Eddie Lack? I wonder, because I know Eddie Lack, my, our buddy here, a friend of the show, goes to a lot of the games there at the uh, Mullet. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Coyotes, I, I know. Had... I don't know about Arizona State, but I know he goes to the Coyote games there. Yeah, I think he's, he would run into him quite a bit. I think he does some work with the with the ASU goalies as well as the Coyotes. Oh, yeah. So, wow. um, yeah, I think they've met a bunch of times. So. Yep, good stuff. Eddie's been on this show a bunch. Uh, avid better as well right now in his retirement days. So And, and yeah. all-around good guy, a funny guy as well. Uh, no doubt about that. We have some laughs every time Eddie lacks uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show with us. All right, Nashville, Detroit. Uh, we got the uh, Red Wings minus 115 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Detroit, um, we know they've had their issues, of course, mostly defensively. Um, during this little rough patch they've been on one and six in their last seven games. And it's really been all not keeping the puck out of their own nets. The big cause, you know, four allowed to Anaheim five to Winnipeg six to Philly in that game. They somehow gave up a huge lead and ended up surviving and rescuing themselves with a shootout win against the flyers. Uh, they lose three, two to New Jersey. And then another bad defensive night against Minnesota losing six to three, the first game out of the break. But those were all James Reimer starts for the most part. James Reimer's really had a tough time. You can tell he's just not played very well in between the pipes here this recent. Uh, and they've had no choice. They've had to go with Reimer because of uh, all the uh, injuries in goal with Huso and uh, Alex Lyon being unavailable for the Red Wings. But the good news is Alex Lyon is back tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings and not a moment too soon. Uh, he con he is confirmed in net for the Red Wings. We'll see how he fares. His numbers are great this year. 4-3-1, uh, and one, uh, 2.14 goals against average, 932 save percentage. Um, I do a show every Friday with my good friend Jimmy the Bag, Pub Sports Radio. I'm sure many of you know that, betting with the bag. Uh, and every Friday we go through every NHL game on the card. Uh, so actually, I break down the fucking whole card twice now on Fridays, uh, start to finish. So I hope you appreciate that, everyone watching. I got to talk about every game twice, uh, but that's why we, but we we love you guys and we love this show. So that's why we do it. But, you know, nevertheless, um, we talked about Alex Lyon. Jimmy told me that he thinks Alex Lyon's going to regress, not be able to keep this up in between the pipes. And I said, I think at some point that will happen too. He'll, he'll come back down to earth a bit. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you look at the situation here with Lyon. This is now an extended, not only this year has he been really good for Detroit. This goes back to late in the spring last year, late in the regular season with Florida, where he just put together this great run and goal, terrific net minding, 
was a big catalyst for getting Florida into the playoffs. And his numbers now, Florida last year, 9-4-2 in 15 games, 2.89 goals against, 9-12 save percentage. This year, 4-3-1, 2.14 goals against average, 9-32 save percentage. His numbers are actually even better this year than they were down the stretch with Florida. So that's 24-game sample size. And Jimmy said the sample size isn't enough to say that Alex Lyon's a legit good goaltender now. But it's also not been short enough where you can just totally poo-poo what Alex Lyon's doing. You know, he's been very, very good. He's been maybe even better than Huso at times this year in net for the Red Wings. So to me, it's an upgrade from James Reimer. There's no question the way Reimer had been playing. So, you know, it probably makes Detroit a little more dangerous uh, tonight and moving forward with Lyon and net unless we see him, you know, start to struggle again. But we haven't seen signs of that for a long time. The thing is, though, I don't want to be backing Nash, uh, betting against Nashville. You know, off two straight losses at home against Dallas and Carolina, very good teams. Matt, I mean, you're a Stars fan. That was the craziest batshit crazy finish I've ever <laughs> seen to a game in a long time. Dallas Nashville uh, last yeah. Saturday, where it's two yeah, to tough. one Nashville, and then 15 seconds left in the third period, tie game, and then you think going to overtime, and it absolutely shocked me as someone that was on the draw. And there's Dallas with a Yoni Hawkenpaw seeing eye shot with seconds left. And Dallas wins in regulation three to two. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And there, uh, I'm 38 years old now. I've watched sports for 30 years. And I said it after it happened. At some point, you'd think there'd come a time when you've seen everything. And that's something I had never seen before, that Dallas-Nashville game. Uh, a comeback like that where it goes from 2-1 down to 3-2 winning in regulation in the final 15 seconds. Never have I seen that before crazy finish so nashville loses that they lose to carolina out of the break i'd expect a a really strong effort from nashville here tonight so i don't really have much on this game uh other than maybe a slight lean to the predators but nothing significant no official play what do you think other than some props but i'll mention those after we hear from matt what do you think here nashville detroit yeah and getting back to that stars game uh the funniest part was uh razor even said after the face-off Oh, looks like we're going to overtime and then boom, goal. But uh, obviously Oops. a tough loss for Nashville. <laughs> crazy. Um, Absolutely yeah. crazy finish. I don't love a lot in this game. And again, this is very, very rare for me. I saw in the chat a couple of times, but I do kind of lean towards the under. Um, if Lyon does play well and Soros puts on a good game, I mean, I think their last game against each other was 2-1. Um, I know both teams can score and light it up, but um you know maybe they get off to a semi-slow start um and then you know under six and a half looks really nice um to contradict that i also for because of the offensive threat on both ends i kind of like the first period over um so we'll see what the value is there i may dabble with the first period over but then take the game under see if we can get two in the first and then things slow down so um but yeah not don't really feel confident one way or the other um I saw in the chat, I think Nashville being a uh, dog, will a lot of the money will be on Nashville, um, which makes me want to go Detroit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Detroit at home, I kind of lean towards Detroit, but I not enough to, to take anything on this game. I've, this, I actually lean to the under, too. It's, it feels like that classic, Ian likes the under, bet the over spot because you know my track record with unders is absolutely positively fucking brutal uh but nevertheless if i were to look at an under uh you know honestly um 
I, I would consider it tonight, especially with Saros off the five-goal allowance against uh, Carolina and Lyon and Nett, who's been arguably the best goalie for Detroit this year. And plus three straight unders with the head-to-head series, Predators and Red Wings, uh, three consecutive unders going into uh, tonight. So uh, that makes some sense to me. But as far as props go, there's two that stand. Pat, Patty Kane you got to go with right now. Patrick Kane is just a red-hot commodity uh, at the moment for the Red Wings. He uh, cannot be stopped. Is anyone complaining anymore about Patrick Kane? He shut those uh, uh, critics up pretty quickly. Uh, five goals and seven points for Sir Patrick Kane in the last four games. So I think you just got to go with the hot hand there from from a prop standpoint. And then for Nashville, not only is he producing right now, and he's been great uh, with the top line of Forsberg and O'Reilly, but why not the former Red Wing against his old team, Gustav Nyquist? Gus Nyquist here tonight for Nashville. He scored two goals in the last three games. He has points in three straight games as well uh, for the Nashville Predators. So uh, those are my favorite props on either side here. Kane for the Red Wings, Nyquist here for the uh, Nashville Predators against a team that he played the majority of his career with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So a couple of props that I do like there uh, in that matchup. All right, Rangers and Panthers. We've got Florida minus 145 home favorites, six the total shaded to the over. Uh, this is an interesting game. It should be a good one. Both teams playing well. Uh, Florida gets back home after a pretty tough road trip for them. It didn't go great going uh, two and three on that road trip, but they get back home. They get Hoford, as I like to say, uh, by the St. Louis Blues. Uh, four to one, the Panthers lost to the Blues, and Joel Hofer was phenomenal. It was, it was his best game of the season until I turned around and watched what he did to Matt's Dallas Stars uh, the other night where Joel Hofer played very well again. Uh, getting the victory for the Blues over the Stars. So I don't want to criticize Florida too much for losing that game, the way Hofer's played in net here for the Blues the last couple. But they bounced back after that. Those were two games that were definitely circled, Matt, on Florida's schedule. Vegas, the team that beat them in the Stanley Cup final last year. And then, of course, a rival, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and you knew that they would be up for those two games. And they played really good both games, deserving to win both games. 4-2 over Vegas, 3-2 against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, outplayed, outchanced, outshot the Lightning and the Golden Knights uh, in those games. So back-to-back wins for Florida. We'll see if they can make it three in a row here. But the Rangers will not be easy. They're 5-1 and one in the last six games. Rangers are playing well. What I like about the Rangers is they're getting contributions from everybody. But obviously, uh, Artemi Panarin, he's been absolutely outstanding this year. 46 points, tied for fourth in the NHL in points, sixth in goals with 19. Uh, and he has 15 games with multi-point games, 15 multi-point games this year for the Rangers. The bread man, Artemi Panarin, he has been excellent. Chris Kreider has been good. Zabanajad's got it rolling. Vincent Trocek, all of a sudden, you know, is really starting to, get his offensive game going a bit for the Rangers. And I like him too. This is one of his former teams. So you talk about that angle, uh, Vincent Trocek, former member of the Florida Panthers, also centering the number one power play tonight uh, for the Rangers in this game. So I think there's a good opportunity to bet some uh, Trocek props tonight facing his old team, the, t- uh, the team he started his NHL career with uh, as well. So a uh, good prop game, nothing on the side for me. Um, you know, Florida at minus 145, no thanks. Uh, I actually lean the Rangers a little bit. Now, Jonathan Quick is in net, but at the same point in time, he's been great. He could continue this for a long time, but I think this is going to be a little bit of a tougher matchup. Florida's really started to get their offensive game in gear. There's a high volume of shots and chances the last four or five games, and while the puck didn't go in against 
Calgary, Vancouver, St. Louis, some of those games. We finally saw the puck go in for them against Vegas and Tampa in the last two. So if you look at expected goals for Florida's up there. So I think eventually you're going to see the goals go in for them. I think that happens tonight a little bit. I think the Rangers can put, punch in some goals too because their offensive form has been uh, excellent lately, uh, no question. Uh, you look at what the uh, Rangers have done here during this uh, streak of 5-1 and one in their last six, five goals against Washington, four against Buffalo, three against Edmonton, five against Toronto. So they are scoring goals in bunches right now. And as John Massey, the Ranger fan in our chat, points out, Somehow, 10-0 and to the over uh, in the last 10 meetings between the Rangers and Panthers. Uh, these teams get together. There's goals, goals, goals. And it's not just, you know, barely getting over the total in a lot of these games. You know, we've seen 6-5. We've seen 5-4, 6-2, 5-3. Uh, but at the very minimum, we've seen 5-2 and 4-3 uh, between these two teams in nine straight games. So I like over six here, minus 120. Uh, with the uh, Rangers and the Panthers. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Matt? Rangers, Panthers. Yeah, I love the over. Um, I've seen it at six and a half on some books, but I would still probably take it at that. Um, as you mentioned, Quick's been great all year. He did give up four in his last outing. Um, you know, he's had a good, he had a good win against LA, but then his other win was against the Ducks, who have obviously been struggling. Um, I think Florida kind of gets their legs going. They are at home. I think I would lean Rangers. Obviously, the sides would be a lot different if it was in New York, um, but don't really like either side. I think I think there's going to be goals on both ends, even though both goalies have been playing well. Um, so, yeah, my only play on this game is the over. And if it does stay at six, um, I'm guessing you get pretty good juice on the first period over as well. So I'll probably jump on that as well. All right. So definitely we like a full game over, first period over uh, as well. Uh, Matt, interested in that. Uh, here in this game i'll mention alex's card later and best bet he's got a couple other uh bets as well plus his bargain bin which his mom uh, handpicked so we will uh, get to those later in the show but yeah as far as props go tonight uh sam reinhardt just continues to <laughs> excuse me to be on an absolute tear for them no question so can't argue with that uh like i said i like the angle of vincent trocheck against his old team uh you can take your pick between Kreider, panarin zibanejad uh, even Blake Wheeler has stepped up his offensive game on that top line lately for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, Lafreniere's got goals in two of the last four games, points in three of the last four games as well. So definitely some good prop opportunities here in a game where we think we should see some offense with those two teams. All right, New Jersey, Ottawa. We've got the uh, Devils minus 115 road favorites, seven the total shaded to the under. New Jersey, there's still something not right with this team. If you just watch them, they go in lapses. They have they don't play 60 strong minutes. They have lapses. They have periods of the game where their offense goes MIA. They stop attacking. They have periods in the game where they're breaking down and giving up the puck and turning it over and bad defensive posture, defensive coverage in their own zone. I mean, they're just all over the map, New Jersey. Um, the record is still solid, and it's actually been a pretty decent stretch for them, six and four of their last ten back-to-back -back wins as well but it's none of these wins have been fluid or easy you know there's always pockets of the game where they don't look phenomenal and we even saw it against columbus you know a couple of those goals were gift wrapped for just horrendous defensive play by the devils against uh, new jersey in that game or by the devils against the blue jackets in that game and they're very fortunate columbus is pretty much even more inept than new jersey at times defensively to give that lead away in the third period and then end up losing uh, in overtime, 4-3. So New Jersey bounces back. 
And if you're the Ottawa Senators, you know, we've been waiting to see signs for this team under Jacques Martin of coming together, finding ways to win, closing out games. First couple, now this was obviously a, a problem for them all season, going back to when DJ Smith coached. It was just a bad team as far as defending and protecting leads. They've lost so many games where they had a lead, and it led to the coaching change. And the first two games with Jacques Martin, Daniel Alfredson behind the bench, it was more of the same. They had the 3 nothing lead against Arizona. They ended up losing 4-3. They had the uh, 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 the lead at one time against Colorado, 4-2. They give up four unanswered. They lose 6-4. Uh, they have the lead against Pittsburgh at home. They blow that lead. It goes to overtime. This time, Ottawa rescues themselves with Stutzla winning it in OT. And they flipped the script against Toronto, where they actually had a bad start for a change, down 2-0, and they found a way to come back they, uh, and uh, uh, get the 4-2 win. But you're starting to see pieces of their game improve. You know, that was good to see how when they got the lead against Toronto, Toronto didn't tie it. They didn't give up the lead. They finished it off. They put it away into the empty net. So that's two straight wins, a little a, a positive momentum for the Ottawa Senators going into this game. I think they can carry it over here. I mean, New Jersey to me is just not a team I'm really all that trustworthy of right now with the, their overall team play. Uh, you can get Ottawa here at a slight home underdog price. I got it at plus 102, plus 104. I do like Ottawa here in this game, actually, uh, to take care of uh, the New Jersey Devils, who are just a little bit too erratic for me right now. A little positive momentum going for the uh, Ottawa Senators after these back-to-back wins against the Penguins and the Leafs back home again here for this game where they've been much better than they've been at, on the road. So I do like Ottawa here uh, in this one, plus 100, plus 105. And I also like the draw. I just can't ignore this series history with these two teams, which has been very, very heavy to close games and games going past regulation. Five of the last eight head-to-head meetings with the Devils and the Senators have gone past regulation. So for me, Ottawa plus 104, 102, slight home underdog. I'm on Ottawa and also the draw here. And again, a pretty solid price with that in the plus 360 range. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Matt? New Jersey, Ottawa. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I think, uh, I think New Jersey is too inconsistent for me to really know. You know, they could win this game 7-1 to one or lose 7-1. to one. I have no clue, um, which does make me lean Ottawa a bit. I'll probably stay off the side. I love the over here, even at seven. Um, you know, they're both top 10 in the league in scoring, but they're both bottom three or four in the league in goals against. Um, similar to the Carolina-Montreal game, neither goalie has been super impressive, and it hasn't, you know, necessarily always fallen on them individually. Um, but again, there's games. New Jersey, to me, looks like they're at a Sunday skate which does bring goals for them, but, you know, they're not defensively responsible. I think Ottawa's kind of rolling. I think both teams are playing, you know, well coming into the game. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that if both teams score in the first. Um, I even am seeing on Bovada, Bovada um, over two and a half for the first period. So I'm at plus 180. So I may jump on that. I feel like there's good value. I think it could easily be 2-1 after the first, 3-1 even. So, um I expect a lot of goals. Not really sure, you know, what side they're going to be coming from, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I think the first period, both teams to score is is worth a look. I like the one in the Toronto game a little bit more, but I could make a good case for it here uh, as well. The first period, both teams to score, and I, I I as well might look at a live over, just like with the Toronto game. Wait for a six and a half to show up, and then maybe get involved. But just pregame for me, Ottawa and the uh, draw. In this one, and like I said, I might grab a little first period, both teams to score. As far as props go, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, 
really heating up for both of these uh, teams. Don't be fooled by Josh Norris's uh, offensive output being off the score sheet, snapping his point streak against Toronto. The guy had a million chances, and I think he hit the post in one of the shots he had against Toronto. So I wouldn't shy away from Josh Norris. He's been noticeable. He's been good lately. Drake Batherson definitely is on a roll right now for them uh, as well. Uh, he's just on a goal-scoring and point-scoring streak right now. Three goals and five points in the last just three games alone. So there's a couple of good props to me on the Ottawa side of things with Norris and with uh, Batherson. And then for uh, New Jersey going into this game, you know, with Luke Hughes getting number one power play time, you know, his minutes are increasing, his point production's increasing. He scored, of course, the tying goal the other night. Keep an eye on that. Uh, we've seen Michael McLeod chip in depth scoring lately. Our guy from Newfoundland, Dawson Mercer's heating up again. He's got five points in the last three games, two goals and three assists as well in the last three. So if I had to, t t t t uh, if I had to pick a couple of uh, top player props on either side, probably Batherson, Norris for Ottawa, and probably Mercer and uh, McLeod for uh, the New Jersey Devils. I mean, Hughes, you could never say is a bad decision, but uh, you don't get the value with Jack Hughes. You do for some of those other players on the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, here he is. Uh, with us here on the uh, Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Jimmy, a belated Merry Christmas. How was the uh, holiday season for you? And uh, I'm sure you spent a lot of it with Maddie. Yeah, same to you, my friend. Same to you. I hope you had a good one. Yeah, I was able to see her. I was with her on the 23rd and the 24th uh, with my mom as well and my brother. So that was nice. And then my mom took off to Aruba to meet my sister down there. And that's why I'm here at my sister's place right now, dog sitting while, uh, while they're down in Aruba. So... Uh, lucky them, because uh, the weather here sucks. <laughs> I shouldn't complain, though. It's not too cold. It's not snowing. I kind of. I'll take the rain snowing. over the snow, Jimmy. That's what uh, I said earlier. Right? Yeah. This time of year, at this time of year, brother, I don't mind the snow. A little, yeah. little snow at the holidays isn't bad, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. But yeah, everything's good. Everything's yeah, good. We just uh, a great sports day and watching yep. uh, Notre Dame, my team. And I uh, just watched USA beat Czech in a shootout, and I've got Sweden, Canada on too. So great day to just kick back and watch some sports. You're absolutely right about that. It's one hell of a great uh, sports day. Uh, there's no question. And uh, you're definitely seeing it uh, right now. There's bowl games left and right. Uh, there's obviously uh, lots of uh, world junior hockey, uh, NHL hockey tonight. There's basketball. There's everything going on right now. So it's a great uh, time of uh, year, no question. Uh, before we get into the, your thoughts on the first few Friday games we've gotten into, Jimmy, just a status update on the team you cover, the Boston Bruins. I mean, clearly they didn't go into the break playing good hockey. Uh, it was probably one of the worst you know, four or five-game stretches we've seen of this team in, in the regular season, at least, in the last couple of years. But, boy, they answered the bell against Buffalo uh, coming out of the break. It was a much better performance. Uh, where are things at right now in your mind with those Bruins? Well, you know, look, I asked uh, – good. Good conversation. Well, at Jim Montgomery's presser yesterday after practice, uh, he gave me some great answers to my my questions. And one of the questions I I posed to him was, you know, look during that four game skid and and even games before that, been for a while now, Ian. Pretty much since uh, since before since Thanksgiving, since that Black Friday game when they got smoked by Detroit on home ice five to two, uh, they just have not been a consistent team. They have not been a uh, tight team defensively. And I just said, you know, what did you think of the way in the Buffalo game your team handled any potential momentum changes or any kind of uh, lifts from the other side where Buffalo was starting to gain a bit, bit of steam? And 
he said he thought they handled it better, but he still wasn't he still wasn't satisfied. He thinks it's still a work in progress. But the one thing he said, and you know, in comparison to last year where they were just motoring over everybody, he, he used the term overwhelm. He said, We were the ones overwhelming everybody last year. Now we're getting overwhelmed, but they're not the only team. There's a lot of good teams. You saw Colorado blow a four-nothing lead to Arizona and Vegas has blown a couple too. So a lot of good teams are having the same issues. And he said, it's just something that's league wide and you got to adapt to last year. They were just kind of an exception to the new rule. And so his team's just learning, you know, still a lot of new faces. Uh, they just called up uh, Georgie Merkulov, who I highly suggest jumping on some props tomorrow, a point prop or even a goal prop. Uh, this kid's been ripping it up at the AHL level. Right. Uh, fourth leading scorer there in the AHL. I think he's got something like uh, 30 points right now. He had 20 of those, I think, have come in the last 12 games. Uh, so he's on fire, and they need they need an offensive boost, and he'll be skating on the third line between Van Riemsdyk and Frederick tomorrow. So that's something to keep an eye on. I'm just seeing it. 30 points in 31 games for the Providence Bruins this year uh, down in the AHL for, yes, uh, it looks like the pronounced, yeah, Georgie Merkulov. So yep. I I undrafted free agent out of Ohio State, but he is from Russia. Yep, there you go. So yep. it looks like, yeah, a third line tomorrow night for him uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins when they resume action uh, tomorrow uh, against uh, the uh, New Jersey Devils. So uh, definitely maybe a prop opportunity. We'll have to keep an yep. eye on that. Uh, Georgie Merkulov tomorrow night. Again, third line, maybe not top six, but still offensive punch. Uh, brought to the table based on what he's doing at the uh, AHL level. All right, rapid fire through some of the games we've talked about already. Jimmy, Toronto-Columbus, what do you like there? Uh, give me a Jimmy Puck line. I like the Leafs to bounce back after that uh, kind of disgusting second half of the game against Ottawa there where they just sort of sat back and let Ottawa take it to them and lost. Uh, I think they answered the bell. They've been they've been pretty good coming off a loss. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like they've improved uh, this year at doing that. So I like them on the Puck line. All right, Nashville, Detroit. I'm going to go with Detroit here just because I think they're due. I love the over as well because um, they are allowing a lot of goals. Uh, Nashville has been in some pretty good goal-scoring games as well. Um, but I like Detroit in this one, so give me Detroit in the money line. Alex Lyon back in net tonight for the Detroit Red. He's actually much better right now, in my opinion, than James Reimer. James Reimer was a tough go for him. These yeah. last few games for uh, Detroit and uh, Lion N numbers continue to be good. We'll see if he gives them a boost in between the pipes tonight there. Rangers and Panthers, a good one. What do you like there? Well, I should say about the Red Wings, just because I can't resist the pun, they should give him the Lion's share of the start. That's All what right. Very good. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Well done, Jimmy. Well done. <laughs> uh, I like their uh, – look, this game I like a tight battle, a uh, lot less scoring. Uh, I could see a draw. I might, I might sprinkle something on a just draw. Just 10 and 0 to the over in the last 10 meetings between these two yep, teams. I, I just, the way they've been playing, I, I think Shesterkin, uh, and two guys, I mean, he had kind of been up and down. He was not himself for a while, right? But he seems to be coming back into form. So I, I'm going to go. Tonight, Quick and gut, check. Yeah. gut check with two good goalies. Uh, I like, I like the under here. Uh, and if I had to pick a winner, I'd pick the Rangers. It's funny. We we both kind of lean under in the Detroit game. You like over. We both really like the over in this game. And you, okay. you like under. There we go. I like it. All right. New Jersey and Ottawa. What about this one? We like Ottawa. All right. I definitely like Ottawa. I love Ottawa here. I think yeah. Jersey's in a bad way right now. Uh, there's a lot of chatter going on right now. A lot of people I've been talking to, uh, my sources, you know, GMs and scouts, a lot of people around the game right now say they are talking to at least two teams right now about potentially a blockbuster trade 
Um, I, I've got my, you know, if I was going to bet on what they might be doing, I'd look at the Anaheim Ducks and John Gibson. I think he could become a New Jersey Devil very soon, but uh, we'll see what happens there. But they they just can't they can't do anything right now. So I'm going to go with Ottawa and the over in this. All right, Ottawa and the over. Yeah, we like goals here. I'm going to look for a live over probably in that game, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. All right, you're caught up. So here we go. Washington Capitals, New York Islanders. We've got the uh, Islanders minus 150 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. You know what I'm doing here. We're not, Look, I get it. The last two games, we've seen no overtime games with the New York Islanders. But I don't think if you go back and look at their schedule this year, the Islanders haven't gone very much more than two consecutive games without a, an overtime game. That's how many close games and overtime games they've been in this year. If you look at their schedule, really since mid-November, they had those three straight overtime shootout games, two regulation games back-to-back, then a shootout, one regulation game overtime, one regulation game overtime. And yeah, you got to go all the way back to very early November, the last time they had more than two games uh, in a row without overtime or a shootout. So now they've had two games in a row with no overtime or a shootout. I think tonight there's a tight game. They just played an overtime game in Washington just recently, the Capitals and the Islanders. Remember, that was Ovechkin getting off the schneid, winning it in overtime with a power play goal to beat the Islanders that night. So I really like the draw here, Capitals-Islanders. I'm going to take a shot with the over, too. Five and a half with the Islanders with their defensive play. Not as good this year, but they've been scoring more. Uh, I could see this one maybe finding its way up and over the total. Charlie Lindgren and um, Ilya Sorokin is your uh, goaltending matchup here tonight in this game islanders did everything for me with the total the other night giving up the seven to pittsburgh uh, to cash that over it was all pittsburgh getting it done there uh, in that one so uh i think they'll play better tonight eileen islanders i just don't want to lay minus 150 uh with them so uh it's draw and over five and a half for me in this game matt what do you think here capitals islanders yeah, I'm definitely on the over. As I mentioned on the show last time this year, anytime it's over five and a half, I'm taking it. I'm more of a system play at this point. Um, but I do see, you know, the Caps, um, you know, average goals this year is obviously very low, but they were off to a really slow start. And I think they've picked it up a little bit. Um, I, I like the draw. As After you mentioned that, I kind of looked through the Islanders schedule. I, I didn't see any times they go two games or sorry, three games with no draws. Um, So I'll definitely jump on that as well. Um, As far as sides go, I do lean Islanders, but yeah, probably not worth the minus 150, 155. So. Yeah, that's, I I agree. It's just not the right price unless you're going to get them in regulation. But uh, then again, that defies the uh, purpose of me betting the draw. So that's why I'm just sticking with the uh, draw here uh, as well as uh, the over in this one. Jimmy, what do you think here? Caps and Isles. Yeah, you know, I mean, your instinct is to go under with these guys, right? But at the five and a half, it's tough. I might see if I can somehow find a six somewhere, but otherwise I'm going to stay away from that. As for the game itself, I'm going on that draw as well, boys. I, I like this to be a tight game. A lot at stake in this game as well, especially with the Islanders coming off that loss against Pittsburgh. They got absolutely humiliated, so I would look for them to have a strong performance. But at the same time, Washington's just a real pesky team, man. And, you know, I think it's one of those teams that doesn't get spoken about about enough in the NHL. You know, this Carberry has to be in the Jack Adams conversation as far as I'm concerned. There's a lot of coaches, I think, in it, but he has to be one of the guys that at least gets some recognition here because this has been a surprising team to me. 
Yeah, no question. Uh, they've been. Uh, he's done an outstanding job. No one thought Washington would be at this position in the stand. And with Ovechkin too, playing the way he yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. They're do. They've got this record with Ovechkin having the worst start offensively he's had in years, if not his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now with what's happened, but that shows you the way they've, you know, they've gotten better than expected goaltending. Uh, no question. Uh, they've got other like Anthony Mantha, who has been, you know, d- d- been atrocious since he got, they got him from Detroit. And all of a sudden he's starting to uh, produce for them. And Wilson and Strom have been excellent. And those have been the keys for them. In fact, I think when you look at it here, Mantha might be a decent option as far as player props. Uh, here tonight and Connor McMichael as well moved up to the uh, top line. Yeah. Mantha's got four goals in the last three games. He's actually a very good prop option. He's finally found some offensive footing here with the Washington capitals and McMichael centering the top line, you know, it might be worth a look here as well. As far as props, I would go with Nelson and I would go with uh, Horvat for the Islanders uh, Mm -hmm. because Horvat to me has been the catalyst for them. And after getting shut out by the penguins, He's the guy it's going to start with offensively tonight, probably for the Islanders if they uh, bounce back in this one. All right, next game up is Colorado and St. Louis. We've got the uh, Avalanche minus 160 road favorite, six and a half the total in this game. There is no way I'm laying a price with the Avs right now on the road. The, the road record is just too spotty right now. Uh, what they happened against uh, Arizona was, look, credit to Arizona. We know how good they've been at Mullet Arena, but that's still not a loss that should happen. Uh, to the Colorado Avalanche blowing that game the way they did. I mean, they've not been great away from Ball Arena in Denver. They they've been like the Tampa Bay Lightning have been. Uh, you know, they're the Tampa Bay Lightning of the Western Conference, where they've been very good at home. They've been average or below average on the road. They're seven and ten now uh, on the road this season. The Colorado Avalanche. They're the Dallas Cowboys, if you will, of the uh, uh, of the NHL. Dallas, which can win all these big home games, can't win a damn thing on the road. You know, Colorado's kind of playing like that right now. Uh, and I don't have, and look, I know they're going to probably have a good effort tonight. When you lose a game like that, you're up for nothing. You lose five, four in OT, you want to bounce back, but I just don't know if I can trust them here. And I don't want to go against this freight train of momentum. The blues have had under drew Bannister. You know, it's one of those things where the coaching change has produced a bump five and one. Uh, in the six games since Bannister took over, a current three-game win streak against Florida, Chicago, and Dallas. You know, wins against, two of those wins were high-quality wins against good teams. I'm taking the Blues here, plus 140 uh, in this game. I, I like the value. Uh, I like the way they're playing right now. Now, I would have liked it even more if Jordan, if um, Joel Hofer was in net again because he's been spectacular the last two games. It's Bennington. They're going with him tonight. I don't love it as much, but I'm still going to take St. Louis here, plus 140. Lean a little bit to the draw here as well. I could see it, but I'm going to take the Blues here, plus 140. I just like what I'm seeing from them, and I've got just too much concerns about Colorado's consistency on the road. Not to mention, you know, it looks like Ross Colton day-to-day due to injury. The injuries are starting to pile up a little bit again for the uh, Avalanche, so that's a concern. Uh, Georgiev is in net for Colorado. And, uh, he, of course, he was in net for that collapse against Arizona. He has given up, actually, 13 goals uh, in the last four games. So that's not exactly the best performance level lately out of their goaltender, Georgiev, either, uh, entering this game. Uh, Matt, what do you think here, Avs and Blues? Yeah, I uh, I agree about – I was leaning Blues, but I, I don't think I could take him with Bennington. He's given up five in his last two games. Um, that Holfer guy is – he was great against Dallas. Um, I and Florida, you know, the I'm game little, before that. Yep. 
Yeah, and I know I'm a little biased to Dallas, of course, but I mean Dallas dominated the chances, and the they Blues did. ended up getting the dub. So um, after the collapse, I do think Colorado comes out hot. I might even, I'll definitely be on the first period over, and maybe the both teams to score on this one. Um, but I love the over, just given Bennington, you know, giving up five in his last two. Colorado obviously can score goals, um, but showed in Arizona that they can quickly give them up as well. So. Um, really just love the over here. I would be on the blues if Holfer was playing, but I, I just can't trust Bennington right now. So we'll just stick to the over. Yeah. I think I might look to the over two, six and a half, maybe even a first period, both teams to score here as well. Avs coming off the collapse. St. Louis, you know, has been getting on the board in the first period lately in a lot of their home games, especially at home. So I could see the first period, both teams to score. It is worth noting the last time these teams played Jimmy, Eight to two in Colorado in favor of St. Louis. St. Louis just shockingly back on November 11th, they went in there and they just blasted the Avalanche eight to two, one of the worst games of the season for the Avs. And it was actually a Georgiev Bennington matchup uh, in net that night. Georgiev got pulled after giving up six goals in that game at home against St. Louis. So does the Avalanche have that in the back of their minds, you know, that they got embarrassed by St. Louis at home here for this game? Perhaps that would concern me a little bit as someone on the blues but not enough to keep me off them because I, to me i just don't like what i'm seeing from the abs away from home at the moment uh, what do you think here jimmy colorado st louis uh, I'm, I'm going against you here again ian and it's no offense but i just you know like we've been talking about these bounce back games uh and colorado's yeah. been one of those teams who yeah they've had some stinkers but then they turn around and they win that next game and they they get some redemption and now, good good call by you. I wasn't even aware of that. That that slipped my mind. That, that previous meeting they had. So it's a double redemption uh, factor. I think going here for the Colorado Avalanche, especially for the goalie. Uh, I think he really wants to redeem himself after that last game. You saw him too after they gave up that uh, that winner when he was just over on the bench. And I know they were just trying to review it, and make sure it was a goal. But he was just so disgusted with himself. He was just like, "What the bleep just happened?" I mean. You know, so I, he's he's got to have pride. I think he's going to come out. So I'm going to go uh, completely against the grain here. The Colorado Avalanche on the puck line and the under. And the under. And the under. All right. And I'm going bold here. If we can get it, I like a shutout for Georgiev tonight. I'm going to make a bold call that he gets a shutout in this game and redeems himself. Wow. How about that? Uh, Georgiev. Uh, ends up getting the uh, shutout here uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. That is bold. I mean, the uh, price you can get on that is obviously very, very uh, rich. So uh, keep an eye on that. But yeah, uh, yeah a shutout here for Georgiev uh, in this one. I'm trying to see it. Uh, it take me a couple minutes to actually see what it is. But uh, yeah, oh, there we go. Uh, record shutout. Yeah, for uh, Georgiev, 11 to 1. Yep. There you go. Plus 1,100. Get yourself Georgiev. some New Year's Eve money. There you go. Wow. Step up to that bar and buy the whole place around. There you go. Jameson's on Murph. All right. Avs puck line and under for uh, Jimmy. And I'm on Blues and over. So someone's winning here uh, in uh, this game tonight uh, with the uh, Avs and the uh, Blues. And I think uh, Matt's more on the side of seeing some offense here uh, in this game as well with the Avs and the Blues. As far as props go, I'd say Nachushkin especially has got, you know, he's been terrific. Look for him. Drew Ann has actually been producing lately for the Avalanche on that second line. And then for, uh, you know, St. Louis, don't overthink it. It's been mostly Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. 
uh, lately for them. They've been absolutely outstanding. So I'd probably go back to the mix. And Jake Neighbors as well. Jake Neighbors got a goal the other night. Those are the ones I would target on the St. Louis side for props. All right, Chicago and Matt's team. He's been waiting all show to be able to talk about these guys, his boys uh, from the Dallas Stars. Uh, here they are hosting the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and they are almost minus 400 uh, home favorites here. Uh, in this game, a massive price. Uh, the total is six here, shaded to the over uh, in this game for Dallas. Uh, they're off a frustrating two-to-one loss uh, against the St. Louis Blues. So they'll be looking to bounce back here uh, in this matchup, taking on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. You know, I like the fight, the, the the efforts we're seeing out of Chicago for sure, but more so, again, at home, on the road, not so much. We saw them get blasted by Seattle, 7-1, lose 4-1 at Edmonton, 7-5 at St. Louis. So, uh, a lot of their better competitive performances have been at home. Uh, that being said, it's just way too astronomical of a price to take Dallas here. But they are off a loss, 2-1 to one against St. Louis. They've been pretty good off a loss lately as well, if you look at their recent results. Um, I think they probably get the job done here, but not interested at the uh, current price at anything. Maybe a, maybe I'd look over here, quite honestly, in this. Just I, I'd like it more with Soderblom in net because the one thing I'll say is Morozik's been pretty solid lately for Chicago. I thought he was really good against Winnipeg when they upset the Jets in overtime the other night, and he played well against Colorado when they beat the Avalanche at home. But again, those two games were at home. Chicago played better team game defensively at home. On the road, they kind of get away from that a little bit. Chicago and normally I like to think when Dallas is off a low scoring game and off a game where they only get one with the firepower that I still believe they have with Pavelski and Hintz and Jason Robertson and Mason Marchment Tyler Sagan uh, and company uh, and Matt Duchesne of course uh, that are more than capable of bouncing back offensively let's be real they had almost 40 shots against St. Louis the other night they had their chances and Hofer was just outstanding in net probably be difficult for Morozik to have a performance like that here tonight so uh, the over six i can probably talk myself into that uh, here in this game matt what do you think here blackhawks and your dallas stars <laughs> yeah i'm on the over um obviously the first period over alex mentions it every every episode um it's been hot all season it obviously missed um the other night but I i'm just on the full game back. over tonight i'm off the dallas first period. it's two in a row now that have stayed under in the first period for dallas after that 11 straight that went over yeah. so just full game for me tonight yeah and i agree the sides there's just not enough value i do think dallas tends to give up an early goal and so you may be able to live them down one nothing or even two nothing um i've seen that work out fairly well um them coming back i do think um i think props wise i know duchene is seven of his last 10 on over on his shots um i look for that to continue so i'll be on duchene's shots and then anytime I think Dallas is going to have sort of an explosive offensive game, like tonight, um, I've been parlaying Marshman, Sagan, Duchesne all to get a point. Uh, I think it's like plus 225, 230. And, you know, that can hit on one goal. Um, that line's been their best line. I know last year, hence Pavelski uh, Robertson was obviously, you know, their, their dominant line. Um, but I think that second line has really been a big factor when they do win. Um, they're they're a big reason why um and then i do have a stretch play um that i'll mention in a bit that that is around this game as well um my big bet so there you go he's got a bargain bin it sounds like bargain bin special of the night for later uh, in the uh, show all right jimmy how about you chicago dallas yeah this one's just a pass for me guys um just i don't like i mean if i had 
forced me into it, I'd take Dallas, but I don't like the value you're getting. So pass for me. All right. And like I said, as far as props go, yeah, anyone on the Dallas second line, it makes sense to me, uh, especially uh, off a two to one loss. I'd expect them to be a lot better. And that's where they've been. The, they've been even better than the Robertson hints Pavelski line, quite honestly, for the uh, Dallas Stars, even more impactful. So that would be a, a prop I'd be looking at. Uh, those any of those three guys and for Chicago Bedard for sure because he's been carrying them it seems like he's the only one that's really you can you're starting to see it's Bedard and everyone else on this Chicago team because Bedard gets their only two goals the other night what a beautiful overtime goal it was end-to-end rush and just a perfect shot past a hellebuck but again shoddy defending by the Jets how do you that's Connor Bedard folks you may want to you know gap up in the neutral zone a little bit better than that uh, and try to get in his way a little bit. Nobody did for Winnipeg, and he took advantage of that. Uh, but Bedard and anyone on his line, it's really you don't want to go much further than that with any Chicago props. They're a bit of an offensively challenged team at times, but Bedard looks to be with Kurashev and Felino tonight. So anyone flanking Bedard is probably uh, always the most interested I am as far as Chicago props uh, here in the uh, game tonight. And uh, again, Bedard's really carrying it lately. Uh, for uh, the Blackhawks. All right, Arizona and Anaheim. We've got the uh, Coyotes, uh, minus 130 road favorites, six the total uh, here in this one. Arizona, what do we get from them after that kind of miraculous comeback effort? Down four zip, four Cobb to Colorado, and they come all the way back. They win 5-4. But now they've got to go on the road. And, man, there's so much evidence of this this year, of these teams that are good at home, and they've just not been able to keep it going on the road. And Arizona's another. You know, they're 12 and 5 at home. They're 6 and 11 uh, on the road, the Coyotes. So, can they take what they can do at Mullet Arena and this good play where they beat Colorado, they beat Ottawa, beat Buffalo, beat San Jose? You know, they're 4 and 0 in their last four home games. But can they travel and take it with them on the road where they've obviously had more struggles? I'm not so sure. And to me, your buddy, and I know he was on the um, eye test recently. Uh, with uh, Jimmy and Pierre Maguire, Greg Cronin, head coach of the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. I think this team's on its way to having a little bit of a run, uh, you know, put a little streak together. You know, they had a great 5-2 win against Vegas a couple nights ago. They're finally healthy. McTavish is back in the lineup. Trevor Zegras is back in the lineup, and he's actually made an impact offensively since he's been back. And more importantly, this is the guy that they don't talk about enough. Everyone's talking about McTavish and Zegras being back. Start talking about Jamie Drysdale being back on that blue line. He is a huge difference maker. He is already so good at such a young age on that blue line. Both ends of the ice, carrying the puck, starting the rush, good in his own zone positionally, uh, makes right plays, doesn't panic, great poise with the puck as well. Patience and poise under pressure is what I like from Drysdale as well. And he and it just makes that blue line just so much better. And I think now that Anaheim's got all their pieces back and they're about as healthy as they've been in a long time, wouldn't shock me to see them go on a run. I like them here as a slight home underdog tonight. Quack, quack. I'm taking Anaheim here, plus 110 uh, in this one. I also have a smaller draw bet just because the series history is insane as far as overtime games. How about uh, one, two, three, four, five of the last 10 games, three of the last four games head-to-head with these mm-hmm. two teams have gone past regulation. So I'm on Anaheim plus 110 and a smaller piece of the draw here as well with the Coyotes and the Ducks tonight in this one. Uh, Total-wise, um, I do lean over a little bit, uh, but I like the uh, side of Anaheim more than that. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Matt? Arizona, Anaheim. Yeah, so I've seen the over at six, and I've also seen it at six and a half. 
I probably will jump on it at six. Um, you know, maybe you get a push there. Um, but I do like the draw as well. I could see it being a 3-3 game, maybe hit the over and the draw. Um, I think both teams can score. And like you mentioned, the Ducks are playing a lot better. I want to lean with them being at home. Um, but I do think Arizona can kind of find a way to win, as you saw um, in that Colorado game. But I do think they're better at home. Um, there's something about Mullet Arena. You know, they other teams don't like to play there. It's a little different environment, things like that. So um, I'll probably just jump on the over and then sprinkle that draw as well, given that it's been three of the last four. Good stuff there. Draw and the, liking the over as well in this one. Uh, yes, I like Jamie Drysdale. Point, any props for him, even just point props? I, I agree with that. Assist prop uh, for sure. Uh, I would look at Zegras potentially because he's been noticeable since he's like, it's like he's got a new, uh, rev- he's been revitalized a little bit after that absence and he's played well since he's been back. Uh, and certainly McTavish is always a threat. So uh, there's some good options there for the Anaheim Ducks. And, and then for Arizona, you know, Michelli, uh, Keller, uh, has been good. Uh, Carcone's kind of slowed down, but uh, definitely a couple of props of interest there for me on Arizona's side as well. Uh, but like I said, I think it's a great situation for Anaheim. And Anaheim's a team I'm looking to back now in the next uh, week or two. You know, they had that bad run. They're getting healthy. They get the positive boost of beating a good team like Vegas. And now they catch Arizona off the high of that comeback against Colorado. So I think it's a nice situation here for uh, Anaheim tonight uh, in this game. Jimmy, what do you think here? Coyotes, Ducks. I'm going to go Coyotes, and I already actually locked it in at six, but if you can find a six out there, like Matt said, I'd, I'd jump on that as well. So Coyotes and you over here. And, guys, I'll just um, – I got to get going because I got to prep. We're going on at four, so I got to prep for that and get ready. All right, absolutely. All right, so, Billy and Seattle, the last game. What do you think yep, there? Exactly. I'm going to go – man, what a win for Philly in, in Vancouver there. But I, I don't know, guys. I like the way Seattle's playing lately. It's kind of a toss-up for me, so I'm going to go with the drawer in this one. So give me a drawer in Philly, Seattle. I think you're reading my mail, Jimmy, because uh, we'll get to that <laughs> game, and you'll see in a moment after you leave, and you'll see that I do agree with that. I think it's that kind of game that's going to be a real tight, cagey affair tonight yeah. with the uh, Flyers and the Kraken. Jimmy, we'll let you go. Best bet, actually, for, for you before we let you go. Best bet is going to be my uh, Colorado Avalanche puck line. All right, Avalanche on the puck line for Jimmy Murphy with his best bet. Jimmy, it's always a blast being with you Fridays. Make sure you're tuning in Monday to Friday. It's uh, No, it's, it's still three days. Yep, we are. We're going to announce it today, but we, we can say it right here because it will be uh, announced within an hour. It's about to be five days. Yes, yes. we're going to be starting January 3rd. Of course, we'll only be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week, but starting next Wednesday and then going forward Monday through Friday every week, we will be 4 to 5 p.m. live. All right, 4 to 5 p.m., Monday to Friday, moving forward. The eye test, Jimmy Murphy, and longtime NHL, what is it, coach, scout, broadcaster, analyst, Pierre Maguire, uh, his colleague uh, for those uh, for the eye test. Yeah, he's, it's a big, he's a big-time media man now, uh, yeah. Jimmy you Murphy and Pierre the text Maguire. Thread too, yeah. like I got with Pierre right now during these World Junior games because you know him. He knows everything he about the juniors. Oh, yeah. oh, this, is his, this is his favorite time of year, so uh, – yeah, it's fun. It's fun watching these games with them. Home of his most iconic call. A double Dion. Yeah. A double Dion. Yeah, that's right. Oh, by the way, speaking of, and, and you know, Pierre, Pierre mentioned this to me, but I, I'm going to call him out. I don't care. Uh, what's with BX is stealing that from him? A couple weeks back, BX stole that from him, uh, talking about a big hit and didn't even give him credit. So, uh, BX, <laughs> give the credit where it's due, buddy. 
Yeah, that was piercing. <laughs> the double D. Did, yeah, you're right. I think I remember him saying that. A double. Yeah, D. Like it was on uh, you know, in the intermission show. Yep, I yep. know that was so. a Pierre's thing with uh, one. I think it was one of the year. I think it was the Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah, that was year. a two two thousand and five year. Yeah, that was, that team was amazing. Wow. Yeah, with probably Crosby the best junior everybody. team ever assembled. I think. Yep. So. Yeah, that was no doubt. All right, Jimmy. Good luck with the show. We'll yep, keep watching. Too. It's worth it. It's great in NHL. If you like the nuts and bolts, diving in deep dive to players and teams and. Uh, the inner workings on the ice, off the ice. It's a great show. Jimmy Murphy, Pierre McGuire, the eye test. Uh, Jimmy, happy new year, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Yeah, and happy new year to you, and happy new year to everyone out there, guys. Good health and good fortune in the coming year. Have a good one. Absolutely. All right, Jimmy, Jimmy. thanks again. There you go, Jimmy Murphy with us. All right, and we got one game left for Matt and I, Philadelphia, Seattle. Uh, Kraken minus 135, home favorite, six the total. Jimmy said it. He likes the draw. I'm going to say it. I like the draw. Uh, here in this game. I think it's an obvious draw candidate. Flyers, prior to last night, and I know last night they won by margin. Uh, Vancouver, that might be one of the worst games they'll play all year, though. Let's be real. I mean, that was a flat-as-a-pancake uh, performance there uh, by the Canucks. Credit to v Philly, though. Philly played solid, good road game. But prior to that, this Philly team had gone to overtime or a shootout in four of their last six games. You look at Seattle, they've gone to overtime or a shootout two of the last five games. But you can make a case that in their last three games, which they won, all of them could have gone to overtime. Two to one, narrow margin against L.A., three to two, narrow margin against Anaheim, two to one against Calgary uh, the other night. Uh, all of those games very close getting to overtime or a shootout. So I don't love either side in this spot. Uh, there's a lot of people that are anti-Philly and saying this team can't keep this up. We got to fade them. They're going to regress. And. All they do is they keep finding ways. So I'm not on that bandwagon of anti-Philly backers right now. That being said, I don't want to take them tonight after a huge win like that against Vancouver last night. Uh, Seattle with the rest advantage. And Seattle's won three in a row. They're playing better. I do want to caution people, though. Seattle's wins have really come on the backs of their outstanding goaltending. Decord, and then, of course, it was Chris Drieger returning for the first time, starting for the first time in two years, and he was outstanding uh, against Calgary. Uh, in that game the other night. So they're kind of winning. I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but they've been outplayed in some of these games. They've won Seattle, but the goaltending has uh, gotten it done for them. So uh, a tricky game from a side perspective. I'm going to go with the draw here uh, in this one. Uh, Matt, what do you think here? Philadelphia, Seattle. Yeah. I mean, after the other night, seeing Philly at plus 115, obviously you want to take it. Um, it looks enticing, but I feel the same way, and we mentioned it last time I was on the show, but Joey Decord, he loves to go to OT, so I'm just going to hammer it. I'm going to ride ride the draw with you. All right, uh, liking the draw. And then as far as props go, I'm going to go back to the well one more time with my uh, Thomas Tatar, even though it didn't come through the other night uh, when we used the bargain bin for him. He's still playing with Beneers and Eberly. I'll take a shot with the value there for uh uh, Thomas Tatar on that top line for Seattle and for Philadelphia, you know, I would say Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, you know, I, I think they're undervalued uh, and, uh, and the best looks there uh, as far as player props, Farabee scored the other night and he's a streaky player. So if you believe in that goal uh, leading to a bit of a, uh, an offensive surge for him, he could look at uh, maybe some props for Joel Farabee tonight as well. Uh, great stuff, Matt. Another uh, A-plus performance uh, by you uh, on this show. And we'll, we'll try to get you on weekly or at least every two weeks uh, moving forward in the new year. 
uh, and because you're doing a great job. You got the hockey background, and we love having the uh, guests when they've uh, played the game. They've been in the dressing room scenario, uh, and they can give us that kind of uh, you know background and insight into the game. So, Matt, awesome job uh, once again, and hope you always enjoy these uh, times you're joining us here on the show. The chat loves yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks again for having me. I mean, it's it's always a great time. I, you know, I like going through these games on my own anyway. So it just gives me a, you know, more perspective and allows me to double down on uh, my thoughts as well as getting some contradicting thoughts. So um, always a pleasure. And but don't, wait till uh, you get a, to join us for your uh, the first of our betcasts in the new year, because I know you're looking forward to that. Live betcasts are fun. Bar in a pub atmosphere, Matt. It's just we sit and kick back. We're betting the games live. We're watching them. We're all commenting. We're all on the stream, all a bunch of our viewers and listeners, along with me and Alex. Uh, and we obviously we drink copious amounts of beverage as well. Uh, which we love about the uh, BetCast. So just a laid-back bar pub environment. We love the BetCast, and we will be announcing our January BetCast dates, the main BetCast date for January, and maybe also one of our uh, Patreon members-only BetCasts in January coming up next week. Uh, So make sure you stay tuned for that. And also make sure you're uh, checking out and subscribing to patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. All the content is there. Daily betting card sides, totals, player props, goalie charts, totals, charts, and more as far as content. We're going to have our impromptu live betcasts available for only Patreon members uh, coming up starting in January. So all that and more. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you get in on that before the start of the new year. Just $10 per month. And again, your contributions as a Patreon member will help ensure this show keeps going for many years to come patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars per month and also don't forget about the ice guys store get yourself some merch and some gear uh, at iceguys.myspreadshop.com all right we got the bargain bin special of the night and best bets to wrap up the show in just a moment but first we'll hear from our beantown friday ice guys sponsor boston hemp inc Our Boston Hemp Inc. Make sure you check them out. Our great Friday sponsors here of the uh, Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Can't get away from this Henrik Lundqvist guy. He's on my television getting interviewed now over in Sweden at the World Junior Championship. Uh, he's everywhere at TNT, MSG Network, uh, and now obviously taking in uh, the World Junior Hockey Championship back home. Uh, and uh, always some of the best suits you'll ever see uh, every single time as well with that guy unbelievable uh suits that are a little out of my price range let's put it that way um, <laughs> just a, i gotta keep winning bets matt to get some suits like that yeah 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 we need some bargain bin wins to get those suits so. yeah just yeah give me like 20 bargain bin wins in a row and i'll finally be able to afford a henrik lundquist a vintage uh, suit uh, so there you go <laughs> all right great stuff speaking of great segue man you know the segues i'm a master of segues you just had one right there well done because it's time 
for the bargain bin special of the night. Uh, let's go to Alex first uh, because his is courtesy of mo- uh, his mom, uh, Mama Smith, uh, and uh, he, uh, she made the pick here for Alex's bargain bin special of the night. And uh, for Alex's bargain bin special of the night, courtesy of his mother on her birthday, uh, uh, Alex's mom has picked Nick Foligno plus 400 for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks as hit, as her bargain bin special of the night. And it makes sense. Like, uh, it doesn't even matter how she came up with this decision. It actually makes sense. He's on the top line tonight with Connor Bedard, who has obviously been the catalyst for everything offensively lately for the Chicago Blackhawks. So I like the pick, believe it or not. I probably will put a bet on that myself uh, prior to puck drop. Up there on the top line with number 98, uh, Nick Foligno, tricky Nicky Foligno, uh, plus uh, five, was it 400? Yeah, really good price uh, for uh, him with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, bargain bin special of the night, courtesy of the birthday girl, Alex B. Smith's mom here on this Friday. Uh, what do you got for us, Matt? Uh, bargain bin special. Yeah, obviously going to stay in the same game with it being the Stars in uh, Chicago. I think me and Alex will have to be going back and forth on Twitter or something. Yeah, because uh, Dallas Smack Chicago play whoever uh, loses this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they they play tonight and then they play again on New Year's Eve, both in Dallas, which is yep. you don't really get those back to backs both at home. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, so my bargain bin, um, I'm going to go with Thomas Harley to score anytime goal. It's plus three eighty. He's currently just he's got nine goals this year i think as far as defensive scoring it's just quinn hughes and darlene that have 10 so he's right there with nine he's looked hot lately he had that ot winner he had the ot assist on duchene's winner um i look for him to score tonight i hope they get a couple power plays again i think it's going to be a high scoring game um so why not thomas harley tonight i like it and you're getting a good price as you mentioned uh you're right plus 380 uh, with uh, Thomas Harley, not to mention he's actually scored in three consecutive home games for the Dallas Stars. So he's done much of his goal scoring here uh, in Dallas, uh, and obviously they return home tonight for this game. So uh, there's a lot to like there. And you're right, nine goals on the season uh, for Thomas Harley, who has just been shooting the puck left and right and making an impact uh, for this uh, Stars team. So I like it. That's another one I like. I like your uh, bargain bin special tonight as well. So Thomas Harley, Dallas Stars from Matt Robinson uh, for his uh, bargain bin special of the night. And again, you get pretty good price uh, with that as well. Uh, plus 500 is actually out there at FanDuel with uh, Thomas Harley. So uh, really, really good uh, price there for him. Uh, for my bargain bin special of the night uh, here with the uh, uh, for this card, uh, I'm going to go with a, something that I, I think it makes sense. It makes sense based on his recent production. It makes sense based on facing his old team. Now, this barely meets criteria, but it does, and that's all that matters. Let's go with Gustav Nyquist. Nashville Predators against his old team, the Detroit Redwings, and he has goals in two of the last three games for Nashville. Plus 310 uh, is the price, the best price out there. Gustav Nyquist, Nashville Predators, plus 310 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night on this Friday NHL card. All right, it is time for best bets. And finally, I'm getting on a hot streak with the best bets. We'll see if we can keep it going here tonight. We'll start with Alex's best bet that he sent in. And his best bet is the draw with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Dallas Stars. So that's Chicago-Dallas draw, a plus 425 for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. I also should point out he's on the first period over in that Chicago-Dallas game. And he's also on the draw in the Ottawa-New Jersey game 
uh, tonight as well. So those are Alex's uh, bets for this slate. Uh, Matt, what have you got for us? For I believe you cast your uh, best bet uh, last week. Uh, great start to your best bet. First best bet. First time on the show and your first best bet cashes. What do you got for an encore tonight? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Stars, Hawks, over six. Uh, so hopefully I can help Alex out. Maybe it'll be a 3-3 draw and go into overtime, and then Dallas will get the win, of course. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going Stars, Hawks, over six. All right, there it is. And Chicago-Dallas over six, uh, minus 120 for Matt Robinson, his best bet. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Friday card, it's also going to be an over, but it's going to be a different game. Rangers and Panthers, let's go. Uh, I like that over here. Rangers-Panthers over six, minus 120. Uh, 10 straight overs head-to-head -head with the two teams, both of them in good offensive form coming into tonight, and I think we've got a good chance to see that continue. So New York Rangers, Florida Panthers, over six, minus 120 uh, for my best bet here for this Friday uh, NHL card. And since the best bet is on a Florida Panthers game, i got to bust out the Panther. There we go. I love doing that Panther sound. Uh, it's good shit. All right. Awesome stuff. We appreciate it, Matt. Another outstanding job. We'll get you back on the show many times, of course, in the new year. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Uh, if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Matt Robinson, and for Jimmy Murphy, who was with us earlier, make sure you're watching the eye test, his great show with uh, Pierre Maguire and Jimmy Murphy. It's a great show. Make sure you tune into that. Support his uh, great show that he's got going. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday uh, for another busy card. Nine games tomorrow. Join us then noon Eastern on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys. Mm -hmm.